What's I hear babies. It's outside my window, homie. I don't know what Do you have your window closed? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's still you can still hear it. That's Why are literally there just babies outside. They're not babies, they're like little kids, dude. You can't you just can't tell that they're they probably just sound like babies. I'm pretty sure that's babies. They're little kids, bro. I don't think we could record with the babies in the background. But, like, I always have stuff in the background. Uh-uh. Yeah, I do. There's, I can always hear people outside. But like, hold on. I don't know. Do you want me to try to go in the kitchen? Maybe. Okay. Is there less babies in the kitchen? Well, I don't know for sure. I'm just fucking annoyed because, like, I can't help it that there's a bunch of neighbors and they always never shut the fuck up. Baby, what's the deal? You want to watch Netflix and chill? What's up, guys? JP back at you once again, bringing you guys Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast, episode number 22. Joining me is my wonderful co-host, Carly. What's going on, Carly? Not too much. What's going on with you? Well, I just ate some DQ. That's what I hear. And it was pretty good. You're on a DQ kick, I see. I didn't even plan this. Both times I didn't plan it. Yesterday... My coworker went to the bank and then called me and was like, hey, I'm going to get some DQ. You want something? And I was like, well, sure. And then today, my cousin was like, hey, I'm running to DQ. You want to come? And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you, bl- and you blew me off. I didn't blow you off. I just, you know, there was DQ to be I sat. I sat in the cold for 30 minutes and you weren't even there. Where? In my dark, scary room, waiting for you to come on and record. Yeah. Well, I'm here now. Yeah. And we are reviewing... My pick? Yeah, for like the millionth time. No, dude, it's your pick next turn. Uh, yeah, that's what you said all the other times. No, that's not true. Uh, so yeah, my pick is Terrified from the year 2017, getting its official wide release in 2018 as a Shutter exclusive. The, th- the film was directed by Damien Rugna, and he is of Argentinian descent. This film is an Argentina film. Argentina? Yeah. Uh, I think... I guess it would just be Argentina. Uh, yeah, the film's from Argentina. He wrote the screenplay and did the directing. Uh, he worked as an editor as well as uh, a few short films that he directed. He also directed a comedy film, a Argentinian comedy film called <laughs> You Don't Know Who You're Talking To in 2016. Uh, so kind of weird to go to, from an action-adventure comedy to a very traditional horror film in terms of uh, being a actual, just a horror film. It doesn't really blend any other genres besides horror, uh, a flat out horror film in terrified. 
And this is a movie that when it was added on the shutter, I thought the cover looked pretty crappy, actually. Uh, it has a alternate title of a Terados, which yes. I believe is the Argentinian way to say it, I believe. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and yeah, so the film follows, uh, it says IMDb. Go ahead, read it. When strange events occur in a neighborhood in Buenos Aires, a doctor specializing in the paranormal, her colleague, and an ex-police officer decide to investigate further. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, this is, um, when it, when it hit Shudder, I thought the cover was kind of weak, and the title looked- sounded very generic. Yeah. When I kept thinking, like, you posted about Terrified on your, like, challenge in 22 shots for 31 days, and I, w- I was thinking of Terrifier, yeah. and then I didn't even know this existed. Then I looked it up, and I agree, the cover almost, the way the cover looks, looks like some sort of alien type of, I don't know, weird movie. I don't know. It's just kind of mm-hmm. blah. Yeah. So... Uh, finally got around to checking it out. I've watched this actually a few weeks ago by this point. I know you watched it twice because we didn't record after we first watched it and you wanted to get a little bit of a refresher. Um, I kind of, I kind of watched it two and a half times because I watched it the first time, felt like I needed to rewatch it for more details, tried to watch it again, fell asleep halfway through and then watched it again just this week so we can actually record it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we kind of work opposite s- schedules right now, so it's kind of hard to find time to actually record. Uh, mm-hmm. Either you're at work when I'm home, and then also when I'm home, it's too late. It's like yeah. 11 p.m. when I get home, or it's like 12 when I get home. So, yeah, we've had a kind of a hard – and we have different off days most of the time, so it's kind of been a little difficult to find time to record Um, so that's kind of why we've been a little MIA lately, but, um, I, I want to do more films because there's actually, I need to get to a lot of these streaming films before the end of the year. So, Mm -hmm. um, I would expect probably more regular episodes this, at least for the end of the year here while we prepare for the end of the year, 2018 top 10 show of, on 22 shots there, which you'll be a guest on again. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's some, there's some streaming films that have come out that actually look pretty good. So, um, I'm excited to cover those. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Terrified though. It's kind of an interesting movie because first of all, I was like, when I picked it, I didn't know that it was, you know, in Spanish. And I was like, God dang it as soon as i started watching it because yeah me too (laughs) i i've just been very subtitled out lately like i don't feel like watching things with subtitles because i honestly i'm movied out in general i've watched i think i'm at like 340 for the year which is like entire i think i've i think i actually passed my total watches of like 330 something last year so and there's still like a month and a half left. So I'm probably going to hit well over 365, which was always, I wanted to do it one time, but now that I've done it, I have no desire to do it again. Like 
I was looking at moods and he watches like he watched like five thirty. I'm like, how could you po- <laughs> like I can't even fathom watching an additional two hundred movies. You know what yeah. I mean? I I like it's not even about having the time. I probably could have the time to do all that if I really tried, but I wouldn't want to. I would be so burnt out at that point. It it's one of those things where like I'm burnt out. So like I watch one thing and then like by the time I get to talk about that one thing, I've had to watch like five other things. So mm-hmm. everything like my memory is starting to, to fade with films and it's, it's been difficult. So especially with subtitles, like I'm like, geez, now I got to really pay attention. <laughs> yeah. And that like, I don't know if you had this problem with this film or if it was just me, but I actually had trouble kind of reading the subtitles cause they were, I don't know. They were like yellow and I felt like they blended in with the background too much at times. So that's kind of one of the, I guess, tiny complaints I have with this film right off the bat is I kind of had trouble keeping up and reading them at times, just at certain times. though. Yeah. See, I I didn't have that problem at all. I think I prefer yellow subtitles to the white ones. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It was just rough. I think yellow ones usually fit for me better, but, um, so, how does this film open up? Well, you have this, I guess, husband and wife, and they are just in their home. And um, the wife is, like, hearing some noises coming from her sink or something like that. And then the husband's all like, oh, blah, 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 what the heck, and all that. And then, you know, things go on, and they kind of go to bed for the night and then the husband's hearing some strange banking noises and thinks it is the neighbors working on their house or something. And then you find out it is actually something very spooky. And what is it? Uh, his wife is like hovering over the bathtub and swinging back and forth, hitting her head off the wall. And it's very, very bloody and violent. Yeah. I really liked that scene for an opening. I felt like they went a little bit overboard with the like smacking against the wall thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it was it kind of made it seem a little over the top um, for a second there. I liked what they were doing. It reminded me of like Nightmare on Elm Street with Tina's death, of course, where you're seeing this and you're like, how the hell? Like, I immediately think it's like, how the hell are you going to explain this? You know what I mean? Like. She's yeah. super dead right now and you're kind of covered in her blood and yeah, it's probably going to look like you murdered her to death. <laughs> I thought it was very spooky visually though when he first walks in and sees oh, that. Yeah. I was, I was, that's, like... what, that's actually when I, cause I started watching it. I didn't pick this one directly mm-hmm. until I like clicked on it and then I started watching it and then I sent you a message and I was like, Hey, I picked this. Uh, and the reason that I did is because I thought that that scene was pretty pretty spooky and i thought you would dig it so yeah um i i sent it on over and i'll I'll tell you what this movie i think that my biggest problem was i was having a little bit a hard of a time following it which is main mainly a thing that happens to me with foreign films um, mm-hmm. because I feel like nobody's voices are like that distinct and because it's in another language I lose track of things a little bit and I was having a little bit of a hard time following it at first. Um, but one thing that I think that this movie does absolutely great is it has like such haunting imagery. 
Yeah, definitely. And I agree. That's kind of why I wanted to rewatch it a second time because sometimes was, was I... Was it easier to follow on the second time? Honestly, I still feel like I'm a little confused and I even kind of read people's reviews because, you know, people give reviews and they give synopsises and things like that. And that kind of helped me piece it together a little more. But yeah, the story just certain characters I was getting a little mixed up as well as just the storyline, like how it goes from the beginning and then what you kind of get in the middle section, I was confused on how that went together. But then when I read well, off on it, I was like, oh, fill, fill in some details for me. So we follow that guy. Yeah. And, and then what happens to him? See, that's what, that's what I'm a little confused about. I know you get that beginning part with his wife and then you get this, this other spooky thing that's kind of going on. And then the guy kind of gets into trouble because of the events that took place. But when he's being, questioned and all that you're kind of going into a new story on events that also happened in that neighborhood it's supposed to be a series of events that yeah. took place like on that block or in that neighborhood or whatever that could possibly possibly be linked together so that's what i was confused on at first how the stuff you get later with there's kind of this like little kid story and then the story at the beginning didn't seem like it linked up well but then I realized it was just supposed to be a bunch of paranormal activity going on in the neighborhood. But with the guy, I don't even think it actually goes back to him if I'm not was he, he wasn't like arrested though, right? I don't think so. But like I said, I, I don't think he was there. I think those investigators were trying to be like, oh, so well, the were story... we supposed to take it that they already had known stuff was going on? Like, that's what yeah. I was wondering if like some of this stuff happened before that guy's incident. So they were already aware of like this stuff. So they didn't go hard on him because they figured it was probably this paranormal that is, stuff. That is actually what happened at the beginning when they're questioning him. They kind of say a similar story happened. I forget how long ago, and that's when you get into uh, that story with the child as well as the investigators going into that house and trying to prove some stuff. So I think that was supposed to be happening in the past. Okay, so um, then what? what's up with the guy with the camera and the thing coming out of his closet or under his bed or whatever? Was that – who was that? Was that – I couldn't uh, tell if it was the original guy. That's what I thought or if it was, it was the same a different guy. person. You know, I thought it was the same guy with the wife, but that, that actually I don't think makes sense. I think that was supposed to be a, a third story, I guess you could say, a third Wh like which paranormal would make story. sense because then you would get that that if you could tell right away that that like they should have made it a woman or something. That the guys person. all there's like three guys in this movie that look exactly the same. That's <laughs> That's the problem. But if it was a woman, that that second thing that happens with the them sleeping and the camera on, if uh -huh. if there was a second, if that was a girl, it would make it more of like, oh, I see what's going on. It's shown us different stories that are happening in this area. Yeah, I completely agree because I actually, you saying that just now made me kind of realize, oh, that was probably a different story going on in the area since they're trying to make. That's how I took it, but I couldn't remember what the first guy looked like. I was like, is this him or. Yeah. I was thinking it was the same guy until you just brought that up. But my, the thing with 
I think the plot of the story is almost sort of not anthology themed, but like, you know, showing you different events that took place in the neighborhood. So I think that is a totally different dude yeah, and a totally which, different go- spook. Which leads us to like one of the next scenes, which is probably the best, in my opinion, the best scene in the movie. And that's where uh, one of the detectives or um, see, it says ex police officer. So I didn't know if that was. See, that seems weird because I thought he was a police officer, unless it's a different person that the synopsis is talking about. But when they go up to that woman's house and they go into the room and her dead son, who had recently died, is sitting at the table. Yeah, that's really disturbing. And they did like a really swell job on the makeup effects with that kid. <laughs> he reminds yeah. you of like what like a pet cemetery kid like should look like, like somebody mm-hmm. who's been buried, dug up. Like he really does look like somebody who was, you know, um, uh, embalmed, buried and dug back up and posed on in the kitchen. <laughs> like, yeah. wow, man. And then there's like these really, cause they, I think that they, like this movie has really strong aspects to it. Like when they're, sitting there talking and he's like in the background, you're just like waiting for something to happen like that. That scene is like very suspenseful and Mm -hmm. you're getting like, you're like kind of on the edge of your seat. Like, okay, is this thing going to move or something? (laughs) Yeah. I was sitting there thinking like, okay, he's going to open his eyes or just twitch a little bit. It's very well shot. Yeah. And then they're just just sitting there and the milk gets dumped over. That's when you're like, uh, I think we need to get the F out of here immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's very well done. Um, but I will say like after all that with the kid and when they start actually going about investigating and things like that, I kind of get a little bit bored with it and not as much spooky stuff is happening in my opinion. And then even at the end when, you get a few more scares are just not as effective to me as the earlier on stuff was like, it doesn't really give me the creeps or anything like that. So I would say probably the last half of the movie for me was a little bit weak. Yeah, I actually agree where I think the success in this movie is like segmented like mm-hmm. there are great segments to this film, which is funny. Cause we kind of said that it was going for like almost an anthology, like story wise, like telling different stories from this town, but not yeah. really. It's not, it's more seamless than, than that, but it's almost too seamless. Yeah. But I think one of the, one of the things about this film is it's these segments, like certain sections of the film are, like borderline brilliant. Um, but it doesn't feel like a cohesive, uh, work to me. It feels as if it's a little rough around the edges. Uh, there were great ideas and great visual, especially like scary visuals and just like stuff that's going to make you uncomfortable and unnerved. And those are great, but they're not, weaved in right with the story to make the whole movie a great movie instead you just have like these great moments in a pretty okay movie 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would 100% agree, honestly. I mean, I thought maybe on second watch I would feel a little bit different. And as I said, I did understand it a little bit more, but I feel like it's just kind of too confusing for what it's trying to be. It, I mean, it's just a creepy movie, and I feel like there's not a whole lot of story going on for it to be deserve to be overly confusing like that. But, um, yeah, the beginning half and the, you know, middle part, I would say, is very promising. And then the ending just kind of falls off a little for me. And then um, very ending scene, I will say, made me jump, but... That's about it. I mean, I feel like it has potential. I feel like a lot of people probably would enjoy this one just for the spook factor alone. So mm-hmm. I would recommend it. Um, would it make top tens? Possibly. Possibly not. I think it just depends on how people view it. I think that if somebody is like really affected by the scares, they're probably mm-hmm. going to be willing to forgive a lot of aspects of this film because of the fact that it affected them so greatly with the scares. So I could see this making some, I definitely know this is going to make some people's lists um, because just, I just know that this movie is going to hit with a few people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, anything else that you liked? (laughs) Um, Honestly, not re- like it was really just the creepiness that I enjoyed mainly. Um, characters I didn't feel were overly memorable or even easy to tell apart, so I can't really yeah. say anything too positive on them. I mean, I think the mother character you get in this, like the mom of the boy who comes back, she does a pretty good job, and I think everyone's pretty solid with their roles. It's just there's not there's not a whole lot of I guess substance behind these characters to where I'd say they really stood out. So yeah, I mainly just they, liked it for being simple and creepy. I do remember it just, just came back to me. They go, they go into what could be causing this. Do you remember that part? Um, I'm not sure. Like what, po- what portion was it? I don't remember which portion it was. I just remember <laughs> that the, the, the detectives or whatever, um, I believe they start um, talking about what could be causing it. I think they mentioned like the water. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that at all? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. I feel like the yeah. film doesn't really tie up a lot of like what you expect for like you you expect a film like this to have like a tra- like a little bit more traditional of a ghost story narrative or like a, a demon demonic presence narrative where it has something to do with like, you know, Oh, we buried the, we we never moved. You moved the gravestones, but you left the bodies like that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, you know, built on an ancient Indian burial ground, which is exactly the same thing, I guess. But, or like, Mm. uh, you know, they don't use that graveyard anymore because the ground is soured, but then they build all these houses on top of it. Or like, um, oh, like a little girl drowned in the bottom of a well and now all this spooky shit is happening because she was, you know, locked in this well and we need to, you know, bury her remains or something. You you know, like, I I feel like there's a way to kind of do these movies, um, you know, like the Amityville movie, like, and this one just kind of doesn't 
really, which is good to not follow like this specific tropes, but I think you kind of expect something similar to that to where it's like, oh, this is why this is happening and this is how we stop it type thing. Or if you're not going to go in that territory, at least, um, at least like kind of have like a little bit more of a, I guess, I guess honestly just not as stupid of a film to follow. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I almost feel like it should have been, like I said, it feels like a simple, scary film, but then I almost feel like it wraps up or it doesn't wrap up rather it just kind of ends I don't know when it ended I was like really was that that was it I felt like nothing was really answered for me or anything like that so it almost felt like there needed to be mm-hmm. just a little bit more to tie up at least one or two loose ends there yeah um so I mean I think that at the end of the day there's some stuff we liked um, some stuff that we didn't like. It's not a bad first effort in, in horror films for Mr. Damien Rugna. I mm-hmm. would be interested, like, if I see he made another film, I would be interested in, in seeing what it was about. But uh, this one wasn't a home run. It had it had good things to it, but it it, it kind of fell short for me a little bit. I still think it's a pretty solid movie, though. Yeah, me too. So, uh, with that said, scary scenes. Um, I mean, the, the 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 one or two great scares in this movie automatically make it above average to me. Um, and then I think that you know the the way that they the way that some of the practicals were and things like that. Um, I really appreciate that. So, I think that honestly. I think I'm going to give it a seven. Mm-hmm. I think it's a seven quality movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're pretty much on the same page with this one. I think I would say definitely check it out if you have not yet. Of course, it is on Shutter, And um, I think it's a good one just to put on late at night with all the lights off and enjoy alone because it's got some pretty creepy moments that um, – might actually genuinely scare you. So um, for that alone, I really appreciate it. I like horror movies that are actually creepy and can effectively scare me, and that does do it um, not as much as other films have, but uh, there are just a few scenes in this that do kind of give me the chills. So I would give this one like a 7.5 out of 10. Okay, cool. And, um, you know, while we're here, because this was a really short review. There just wasn't much to say about this one, I felt. And honestly, my memory's kind of shot on it. But, you know, we watched it, and I wanted to at least provide some dialogue on the film since we did watch it. But, you know, all the episodes can't have, you know, a a great, super in-depth review because they're just not much just depends. (laughs) Yeah, it just depends on the film, really. I mean, I watched it recently and even my memory is just like fried on it because it's just kind of confusing so yeah so anyway while we're here uh, I did want to just talk about one other thing since uh, we didn't get to talk too much about this movie Um, but one of the things that I've been watching on streaming 
uh, first of all, two things. First of all, I did watch the entire season two of Making a Murderer, uh, which the first season, I believe, came out in 2015, so it's been three years since that came out, uh, and they released the second half. Um, so this basically chronicles everything that's happened since the first season was released and watching it, it was good. Definitely not as good as the first one, but I don't see how you could even live up to the first one because there was so that was, there was so much more time between, you know, the, the story's start and when the first documentary was made so many more years versus just three years for the follow-up and also they probably had more time to make it more cliffhangery per each episode which every episode of making a murderer was like super cliffhanger uh ish and then the second season is more of just like here's everything that happened here's the information we're presenting to you and uh boom so um one thing that i like about this particular season is that we are introduced to Kathleen Zell Zellner or something. I forget her name, but she's basically uh, Stephen Avery's post-conviction lawyer. And briefly, if you don't know what this is about, it is about the murder of Teresa Halbach that was allegedly uh, committed by Stephen Avery and his nephew, Brandon Dassey. Uh, Stephen Avery is an interesting person because he was actually arrested for the rape of a woman back in the 90s where he was later exonerated and released after new DNA evidence. So it's very interesting that he was involved in a murder and once again says that he's innocent. But he was convicted of the murder of Teresa Halbach and I believe sentenced to life without parole. Um, so now they're trying to get the case reopened because they keep finding new evidence that maybe suggests that somebody else murdered Teresa Halbach. Uh, very, very amazing show for the, we've talked about it on the show before, but the first season, very good. Um, this season we follow Kathleen Zellner, uh, the post-conviction lawyer and all of her new evidence. And I just gotta say, she is absolutely amazing at her job. Because she's just like doing everything. She's testing everything. She's just doing everything. And I do think that she attached herself to this case because of the high profile. Um, but, you know, whatever. That doesn't matter. She's still trying to prove he's innocent. Um, and she's she's very, very good at what she's doing. She pulls out like tons of new evidence. Like pretty much could... The, the biggest... Here's the thing with making a murderer, right? Like, to this day, I don't know if Stephen Avery killed Teresa Halbach, but I do know, and I, I do strongly believe, that the way that the defense um, or the prosecution said that he did it is probably extremely unlikely, which then is a huge problem with the case, because if you can't prove how Stephen Avery killed her, then there's too many questions uh, to you know, beyond a reasonable doubt that he's guilty. You know, he's not, it's definitely not beyond a reasonable doubt at that point. So, um, I would say that he's innocent at that point, just based on the information that I'm presented, especially after, uh, this Kathleen woman goes through and proves that, um, one of the biggest things in the, 
the prosecution was that he shot Teresa Halbach in the garage because they found a bullet in the garage, but there is no, um, she, she took the bullet and tested it for like bone matter or something like that. And there was none of that on there. And it's like a huge percentage that there would be and all this other stuff. She also, um, shed some light on other people that it could be. Like, for example, um, Brandon Dassey's brother, Bobby Dassey, has, like, a disgusting amount of, like, violent porn that was found on his computer. Like, um, Google searches of, like, dead woman, women and, like, all this stuff, which doesn't necessarily mean that you're a murderer. Um, but it's definitely interesting. And... Also, uh, I do believe 100% that Brandon Dassey's confession was 100% coerced. And when you see this play out, because you're following him a lot too, it is absolutely ridiculous. Ridic like, I got so mad watching season two because you see this just bullshit when it comes to the, the these judges arguing that he wasn't coerced when it is so obvious that he was coerced. It there's it is like one of the most frustrating things ever. I don't know how a normal human being can watch that and not see that he's clearly doesn't know what happened and is just telling people what they want to hear after being locked inside of a damn room for hours and Clearly, he has a low IQ as well. But um, I thought it was good. I don't think they're going to do another one. I just don't think that there's enough to to make a whole series on, um, a whole other season of, of the show on. I don't really know what's going to happen with these two, but it, it is absolutely riveting television. Uh, I was hooked again. I, wa I finished the whole second season in about two days just because I was obsessed with it again. Uh, didn't have the punch of the first season, but it was still uh, very interesting. And honestly, by the end of it, I just felt like nothing has been – like nothing got solved. And it's so frustrating because this isn't a scripted television show. This is a real-life situation that is – current and presently happening right now i just saw that um kathleen zellner um released a bunch more information like two days ago about um more new evidence that she found in the case uh like tons and like really good evidence it seems like so um who knows i'm gonna follow that case you know as it develops more um, even without the Netflix series, because it's just fascinating to me. And uh, I know you tried watching it, but for whatever reason in your dumb brain, you couldn't get into it. Oh, are you talking to me? I thought this became a solo cast. No. Oh, okay. Um, no, I don't know, dude. I kind of, I yeah, I just couldn't get into it. I just don't but, know but how, but I'm not going to get into that I just, debate. I just I don't get this enthralled. This is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how somebody couldn't like it. Okay, I like, and also I do have trouble with TV shows. I get antsy and feel like I should be watching a movie, and like I don't know. Just with that show, it was depressing to me, and I already had this argument with you once back in the day 
on our pod, so we don't have to debate about it again. But maybe one day I will return to it. Yeah. Uh, so that was great. Absolutely, absolutely was hooked again. If you've never seen Making a Murderer, it's just fascinating. You gotta check so it did out. You, did you enjoy this season more or less or the same as the first one? I mean, way less. Because the first, the first one is lightning in a bottle. It is just magic, the way that that all came together. The second one is just like, I said, a follow-up. It's just like, here's all the information that happened since. And it's just more of like a... It's not yeah. done in a, as dramatic of a fashion. But it was still, for people who are invested in the story of what's going on with these two, it definitely was uh, intriguing. It, I think one of the things about it that frustrate me so much is I don't know anything when it comes to like what really happened. Because everything that the, the prosecution said just feels like that, there's no way it happened like that. And then anything that Kathleen or Stephen Avery or anybody else theories that they come up with it, how it could have happened. I also think that that feels very unlikely. So it's very, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you just want to know what happened and just see if anybody was close to what actually happened because it's so mysterious on what happened to this, you know, poor young woman. And it's, if, it's so, I just, I can't, I just don't think that he, it, he, if he did it, he did not do it like that. So mm -hmm. it's just, I wish somebody would just fucking confess, man. <laughs> yeah. So we get this damn thing over with. Um, but the other thing that I started watching too on Netflix, uh, was, I know Haunting of Hill House came out and everybody was raving about that, but instead of watching what all the normal people are watching. I'm like, Hey, there's another new series that came out in October. Let me check this one out instead. And it is the, what is it? The, the chilling the, adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. And did you I, actually, did you watch the whole thing? No. Or? Okay. No. I watched two episodes. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I thought you watched the whole, you, you made it seem like you watched all of it. Well, I was going to, and then I was like, you know what? I actually really need to watch movies right now. So I'm going to have yeah. to put it on the back burner, but I will say this. I absolutely love the first two episodes. Yeah. I thought they were, I thought they were actually pretty interesting, but I felt the same cause they're hour long episodes. And that was another instance where I felt like I should be watching 2018 movies, but I actually, I would return to it because it's very, it's very interesting to yeah. do sort of a reboot of this old comedy show, and I believe it was a cartoon as well once, and to make it kind of more dark and scary, but also have comedy in it and things like that. Yeah, like, the first episode follows Sabrina, and we might actually review this on the show at one point, mm -hmm. but the first the first episode follows this girl Sabrina, who lives with her uh, aunts, who's... Um, basically a witch like her answer which is her parent her, she's a half witch um and whenever you turn a certain age you have to basically uh become like a full witch and doing that you basically offer up yourself to lucifer um or satan or whoever 
And that was like very dark right away. I'm like, whoa. And they don't, they kind of like beat around the bush about it where they basically say like, you're not really going to hell when this is over, but you're like, like Satan looks out for his boys. You know what I yeah, mean? You're, like, <laughs> you're like spared from burning forever. Yeah. You're because, still kind of his homie. So yeah, he's like, like he doesn't forget the people that, you know, <laughs> rode with him during all this so like <laughs> you know you but you're also ride or die with the devil when you once you commit like there's no getting out of it yeah. so like she has to decide whether she wants to do this and if she does then she has to go to like a different academy and she's like has to lose all her friends and stuff and she's like balls deep in her high school life where she's all like oh i love my boyfriend and oh i love my best friends and oh i gotta help them and so she's all like super into that teenage life and meanwhile, the witch, the witch life comes a knock in and it's like, it's like, um, honestly, it's very similar to like a, a gang movie, like where <laughs> it's like on one hand, they want to do the right things and stuff, but then their homies come knocking and it's like, I got to roll with the, with the homies. You yeah. Know, with she's the homies. like, I normally wouldn't do this, but tonight I'm with the homies. Yeah, that's what she was like. And the witches are the homies, so she's all like, man, I gotta roll with the homies, and they're like, blood in, blood out, Sabrina, and she's like, but I got all these friends over here. It's like, the homies versus the homies, basically. Yeah. It's like your street homies versus your, like, hometown homies. Yeah, yeah. But, so... I think that what I liked about it so much is just the darkness of it. Like it is very dark and it has like, they show like the devil and stuff and, and he's like all like a goat looking and it's cool, dude. Yeah. There's some actually creepy scenes within just those first two episodes that I enjoyed. And I like the girl who plays Sabrina as well. I find, uh, she, I forget what her name is. She played in the remake of Flowers in the Attic and the Black Coat's Daughter, though. Uh, Do you know what's she her was name? In the Black Coat's Daughter. Something. Something. Who was she in the up. Black Coat's Daughter? The, I forget what her name. Cat is that it? The one, you know, not Emma Roberts, but the younger version of her. Huh. She's the main character in the Black. Yeah. You really didn't realize. No, I didn't realize it, but yeah, you're talking about. Um... What the hell's her name? Her name is... Her last name's Shipka. That's all I know. I forget Kier... the... Uh, Kiernan Shimp... Ship... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiernan. Yeah, and she also played in the Lifetime remake of Flowers in the Attic, was, yeah, which wasn't... I know I said that, but it wasn't as... I mean, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, as I do like the original film, and no one knows much about that film, so yeah, I just wanted to see it again. No one talks about it, and I consider yeah, it a psychological like, uh, it's horror right. movie. It's actually pretty good, <laughs> disturbing. So yeah, but, but I, anyway, I really liked Sabrina. I'm definitely going to return to it after 2018 is over, when I have more time, and and we'll probably talk about it more on this show. Do like a full episode on it after we finish. Um, but right now we got to get back to movies because like it is time. It is crunch time when it comes to 2018 movies. Yeah, honestly, I love, 
I love preparing for making these top 10 lists now for the end of the year. But then I also love when the new year rolls around because it's like you're being reborn and you can watch whatever the hell you want for the first freaking six months of the year or so because you have nothing really to worry about. That's like with the podcast, man. Like I was thinking about it like this week I had to watch four movies for the podcast and I'm like, man, I don't even feel like watching anything else besides these four movies. So like – then I'm like, I'll just get to the 2018 movies next week. But then it's like, oh, next week you didn't do any of what we watched Patreon picks. So you have to watch six movies next week. So three for Patreon and then three for the regular show. So it's like, ah, oh, damn it. Now I'm not going to watch any 2018 movies next week either. So like, I'm just like, where, where am I going to have time for these? Yeah, I'm glad I don't have... If I were you, I don't know. I don't know how I would end up squeezing all that in. So. Oh, that's hard, dude. But like the final two weeks, I'm watching like literally like six movies a day for like two <laughs> weeks straight. Yeah. <sighs> but I feel that's you. the life of a podcaster, which yeah. you're a podcaster now, so you should you should join the life. I'm a podcaster here and there. Yeah. So anyway, what are we doing next episode? Because it's your pick. We are doing Revenge, which is also on Shudder, and I actually already watched it, so better get all on that. Revenge. See, I kept getting that one confused with the other one that's on Shudder. What's it called? Prevenge? No. <laughs> um, I don't, is there another one similar to it? I don't know. Yeah, what is it, dude? Come on. Did we watch it? No, dude. Is it, it an came exclusive? out like, the same time, yeah. Tragedy Girls? I don't think that's that's on there anymore, though. Yeah, it was for a minute, I think. But I honestly, I'm not too sure. Please don't be mad at me. I just don't know. Oh, come on. Find out Uh, what it is. Downrange? That's the one, yep. Really? Yep. Downrange. Well, that was my pick like three episodes ago whenever you uh, rudely took over and said that your pick was going to be the next 20 picks. But I decided that I really wanted to see Revenge. But I think we should do Downrage as well because that's another one I would like to get to. All right. Maybe I'll pick it after that. All right. Uh, Mandy's coming out on there too, I think. Oh, good because I have to watch that one. So I was do thinking I. Of buying. I was thinking of buying it at Walmart, but if it's going to come out, I'll just wait. Yeah. You know what else is coming to there that we what? could do? Summer of 84. That's already on there. Oh, is it? We could do that because yeah. we both watched that already. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So we're doing down re- – or sorry, um, revenge. Revenge, right? Yeah. We're doing revenge next week. And revenge is a 2018 film. And I don't know what it's about. I was going to read it the is... synopsis, but this synopsis is extremely long. I'll simplify it for you. It is a rape revenge film, everybody. Nice. They should have yeah. called it rape revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Alright, we're getting the hell out of here. Peace out. I'm JP. This is Carly. I I am Carly, yes. And Peace. we will see you next time. Back on the couch. Yeah.